I'm Rebecca Roanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn, and you are listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Good to see you. A Utini production. <laughs> Episode 96, The State of the Star Wars Fandom. Darkness rises and light to meet it. On this episode, things broke and then they were fixed. That's not how the Force works. A Star Wars news roundup. It's true. All of it. And the Utini team talks about fandom in the Star Wars universe. We need your help. And now, here are your hosts. You got a name? Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome into the Living Force. I am one of your hosts that is really happy to see you. My name is Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight is the full house of hosts. We have the doctors. First, we have the guy who recreated an entire website, made a bunch of flowcharts, Dr. Corey Hilton. What is up? It's been a busy week. I got some mania. (laughs) Yeah, bam. Yeah, man, we've been super busy at Utini this week. Uh, We've restructured the whole company. We've had lots of meetings and OKRs. It's all very corporate, and we feel like we're working hard, but maybe we're not accomplishing anything. It's great. But most importantly, uh, after Corey had a big idea and set a lot of things in motion, uh, the website broke, but now it works again. So to all of you that have been wondering how to use Utini, we're back. Also, Dr. Kind of. Dr. T- the timeline's not ready yet. I'm sorry. Well, not that. <laughs> oh, okay, wait a second. Fine. Dr. Charles Hankel. Hi. You're here. Uh, <laughs> sorry I stole that. I did a little bit less this week, but I'm still here and I'm ready to chat. That's right. That's right. Aw, Dr. Charles Hankel, I'm still here. I love it. Also, who is still here? Wes Jenkins, master of the keys, master of all of our hearts. Hey, buddy. Hello, everyone. Very good to see you. My dog is here with me. Yes! Actually, he's, Same. he's half here with me. He just went to sleep. So. Excellent. <laughs> Mine is well, that's not fantastic. I also want to add that uh, even though my lighting is a bit dark, for those of you on the video, my cat Lucy is also here next to me. She's blending in a little bit, but you can see the little whites of her feet. She's a black cat, so we'll see how long we are blessed with her presence. Oh, oh, she's moving. She's moving. No. <laughs> all right, she sat up. See, all you audio <laughs> listeners, don't you want to see my cat slightly sit? <laughs> uh, but welcome, everyone, into the show. We are here on the State of the Fandom 2021 episode. Later on, we are going to talk a little bit about how Star Wars fans are doing, uh, things we can all improve on, ways we can get the maximum joy and respect out of this thing we love so much. We think it's a very important conversation to have, and I'm excited to sit back and, and listen to some thoughts on that, guys. But before that, speaking of some of that change that Corey mentioned earlier, I wanted to bring up the new titles that we all have around Utini. Because, Corey, how did this come around? Well, uh, we've been trying to really clean up and, and organize and reset goals. And, you know, any, whenever you have any sort of, of business or organization, there's different different sizes in which you have to scale at. And, uh, you know, we, we are over 30 members of the team now, um, 30 super active members, I'll say, um, that are really regularly contributing to things. And we've reached a point now where it's like a little unclear what everybody does. So we uh, we've brought on some new people. Um, we got a lot of help from from folks. Uh, we've restructured our leadership team, restructured our, our departments and company team, and I think it's really going to make a lot of really cool stuff come down the uh, the pipeline. Um, so uh, everybody has new titles, uh, including the four of us. Uh, we all serve on the leadership at, at Utini, and uh, I have uh, retained my my title of uh, of CEO, but I have some other roles. But that's okay. 
Yeah, uh, we, we did realize that uh, as, as Corey and a couple of other incredible great members of our team were restructuring, uh, we realized that everyone kind of had to have a specific title because jobs were like, oh, what do I do exactly? And uh, the rest of us got titles. I am now the, uh, the president of Utini officially. It's going on the email signature, you better believe. Uh, Charles, you are our vice president, and Wes is our chief technical officer. So for the rest of the shows, from here on out, please address us by our full Christians, and we will be happy to respond. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, as, just just as a note, I will also respond to sire or master, you know. Oh, in public now, that's cool. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, as this is our ninety sixth episode, which, by the way, that's pretty cool. Uh, the next three episodes coming up are going to be our three part Light of the Jedi roundtable. Oh my god, I'm so excited! But as those of you who know math may understand, the episode after that will be the Living Force episode 100, which is uh, not what we thought would happen when we began this podcast, but it is pretty amazing to think. Um, so we wanted to just kind of, one, say that so we remember it, uh, and kind of let tease some changes. There are going to be some stuff that's going to be altering with the 100th episode that we will sprinkle out throughout the next coming weeks, but we also wanted to open it up to you guys, the audience, of anything you'd like to see in our 100th episode. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to do it, but I am saying if you want to write our show notes, that's less work for me. And very much appreciated. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll wear my pool hat. That would be good. <gasps> maybe oh. that. You need to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I think we want to we want to leave a little of a surprise for what we have planned for oh, yeah. 100, but uh I think uh I think we'd love to get some Love to get some feedback from the audience, and uh, you know we're talking about maybe changing some stuff, change the way we look. Maybe we'll maybe we'll, we'll change the order that our squares are. I mean that's that's big, right? That's big. That would maybe <laughs> let's mess not me go up. that I'm far. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, we're gonna change uh, the names of all the screens you have to switch through. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> Reorder them. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, well, well, tune in here four weeks from tonight, the Living Force's 100th episode. The Living Force's 100th episode. There we go. I, I got four weeks to practice that. Um, and a preemptive thank you to all of you who have stuck around with us through 100 episodes. Uh, 96 so far, but we hope that the next three don't scare you away. Now, into our Patreon updates, we do have a new patron this week, Christian Bolda. Welcome to the Patreon family. Hope you're enjoying all the content we throw up there uh, and hope you enjoy some future events, including... The Phantom Menace film commentary, that's right, is incoming. We are going to be recording that not this week, but next week. So within probably the next three weeks, we'll have it edited, uh, hopefully, and we'll have it up on the Patreon for all of you. That's going to be the four of us watching The Phantom Menace, giving our commentary. Again, anyone that joins Patreon will have access to it for your own Phantom Menace viewing nights. Now, usually here, I would say, let's go to our favorite segment, and we still will. But the patron of the week is going to look a little different this week, and I'm going to throw it over to Dr. Charles Hankel to handle it for us. All right, guys. So, yeah, normally we have a little video segment here, but if you don't feel comfortable with the video or audio or anything like that, you can always just answer some of these questions by text, and you will get my rich tones reading out your words. And so this <laughs> week, the patron of the week is Amy. and Amy's We're never going to get us. a video again. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Amy is coming to us from Florida. We asked her how she got into Star Wars, and she said, My introduction to Star Wars was recent and untraditional. In 2017, I ran Disney's Dark Side 10K. 
wow, that's, uh, that's approximately 10 Ks more than I can run. And she said, without ever having seen any of the movies, uh, the race course was filled with character stops, backdrops from the movies, appearances from the 501st, and even runners racing in Star Wars costumes. I didn't recognize most of the characters I saw. I stopped for photos with Phasma and Kylo Ren and didn't know who either of them was, but I was intrigued by what I saw. After the race weekend, I caught up on all the movies and was hooked. I've since run in multiple Star Wars themed races in costume, seen the movies and TV shows, and read a ton of canon books and comics. Uh, she goes on to say that her favorite Star Wars story, uh, or she tells us her favorite Star Wars story, she says, I describe myself as a fan of the universe as opposed to any particular movie or era. If I have to pick, I think Thrawn's canon story is my favorite. Thrawn is so interesting that I always find myself rooting for him and belatedly recalling that rooting for him is rooting for the Empire. I can't wait for greater good to come out. And then lastly, we asked her, what made you decide to join Utini and support us on Patreon? She says, about a year ago, I needed more Star Wars content and decided I would dive into the books and comics. I didn't know where to begin, and so I Googled things like which Star Wars book to read first. I somehow made it onto Utini's website and submitted my email for more information. One of the first few emails I received was from Corey talking about Utini's purpose and how he started it because growing up, he didn't have a community to chat all things Star Wars with. That email really struck a chord with me, and I clicked the hyperlink to the Discord channel. I had never even heard of Discord. Thanks to Utini, I've loved being a part of a positive community across the globe to discuss all things Star Wars. I joined Patreon because I wanted to support Utini's great work as well as have access to the Patreon-exclusive podcasts. Wow. Nice. That's, there you have it. That's awesome. You I know, mean, I get I get uh, I get wow. responses from uh, from people through our automatic emails um, every single week, and um, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an email automation. But like, I like to think that I, that I I or we are really are like sending you specific emails because it's like it's like really specific and personal. I mean, I, I tell people about like how I got into Star Wars for the first time, and um, like I really do go into it's not a scam. Like we really want people to join this community because of how much joy it brings us all. So, and I get, I get responses every single week to those emails and it's, I love reading them. Like I posted a super long one we got like a couple days ago in Slack because mm -hmm. it was really yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And Amy, I've, I've seen Amy in the discord. She's always uh, a, a complete light of positivity and fun and a lot of Absolutely. cool takes. And I got to say, this is not only a victory for you, Teeny, having Amy around, this is a, a victory for, for our SEO. Number one, yeah. well done. Uh, to find us, and number two for our email list. So, I, literally, that that paragraph about how she came to Utini involves like twenty five people, like legitimately. Yeah, that is like reading through that is like I I I I'm flashing back to every Slack conversation Corey and I had like two years ago about like. God, what is SEO? Do we what is what is the metric? Do we pay for this analytic website? Ah, is it really worth it? Blah, and here we go. That, yep, that's right. that was that's right. that was it. Well. Amy, we're so glad you're here. And again, to all of our patrons, you may be our next patron of the week. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Timothy will get in contact with y'all. We love the videos. We love the crazily edited videos especially. But if you do send in words, Dr. Charles Hankel promises to right. lean just a little closer to the mic. All you got to do is, uh... hello, what have we here? <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> all you got to do is make sure they're really good words, and there we go. It's done That's deal. It. <laughs> All right. Well, on the tail of that, we're going to do our another favorite segment, our Star Wars Weekly Roundup. You know it. You love it. And this week, we do have another book from our friends at DK, uh, which is I Love You, I Know, Lessons in Love and Friendship. Uh, this is by Amy Rochelle right here. 
And this is a nice little book, uh, especially coming around Valentine's Day or Single Awareness Day, if you like to post on Facebook a lot. <laughs> um, this is a really fun little book, and I wanted to show you guys a little couple of pages about it. It's about the love stories in Star Wars. And as we know, Star Wars is just, about, just as much about connection and love as it is about action and sabers and stuff, right? We watch these things and read these things for the people and the connections that they make. And this book does a really cool, nice job of highlighting a bunch of different ways. So it has little chapters like this. Let me show you all here. Uh, the first chapter is all about true love, right? And as we go through true love, it highlights some of our favorites. Of course, we got the Han and Leia. You get a nice mm. quote. You get a picture. And then Amy does a nice job writing these because they're summarizing the relationships in Star Wars. But at the same time, they're also kind of giving little, little tidbits of advice for our own lives. Like, how can you act in a romantic relationship um, based on Star Wars couples? What, what lessons can we learn? Because we all do, right? We all subconsciously learn from the media we watch, whether we want to do the things Han and Leia do or we don't, or we want to act more like Kanan towards Hera or not. We all take that with us, and Amy kind of writes them all in really nice ways. Here we have Obi-Wan and Satine. And you really get to realize as you flip through this, again, it's not too long. As you flip through this book, you realize how many different kinds of relationships there's been in Star Wars. And I really love that part of it. And the second uh, the second one was actually my particular favorite, the second section of this book, because it's all about the different families in Star Wars. Because I think the last few years especially, we've really discovered how much Star Wars is about found family, right? Whether that be... All, all the orphans, that there seem to be about 80 quadrillion of them in Star Wars, finding friends and finding parental figures or people with parents deciding that, you know, maybe I, I, don't, I don't support my parents, that they're Empire uh, sympathizers. I want to run off. I want to join the rebellion. And your family really is what you make it. And I think that in 2021, that seems to be a very prevalent kind of idea. Um, so we go all the way back from, obviously, Vader being, oh, Ross, thanks for that sub, buddy, Falcon 360. Uh, we go back to the original family with Vader being I am your father. And the quote Amy puts of, you can't pick your family, uh, which I really <laughs> enjoy. I like that uh, there's still a heart there, like after yeah, Vader ooh. totally cut off Luke's hand. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not going to show you guys every single page in this book, obviously, because it also goes into friendships. It goes into my favorite section. Actually, I lied. It's not family. It's the it's complicated section. And I'm not going to spoil any of that for you, but it's hilarious. <laughs> um but I did want to show one more family section, and it's only for Corey because we talked recently about this. We got the good old boy. Oh my gosh, Galen Erso. What do I do to protect you? That is my one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Is that monologue he has. Yeah, this this book is really cool. It really highlights yeah. like uh, really highlights that like the creators that work in Star Wars really do come from a wide variety of like experiences and skills, mm-hmm. and like seeing seeing how how deep they make these characterizations of the characters in star Wars is really incredible. So I love to see projects like this, like, like, you know, this is probably like a lower, a, it's, it's not going to end up like on everybody's shelf, but I think this is one of those things that's unique enough that it's, it's worth diving into. And I'm certain that it added some new things to add to the Wikipedia page too. Right. So, Oh, absolutely. And, and, and for all of you that are looking for uh, some reminders of love. And again, as we're going to get later on in the show, the reminders of how connected things are, of how much passion is at the core of these stories. It's a great pickup. It's like $10 right now from DK. A great a Valentine's gift. Day little gift. Yeah, put some chocolate on it. Doesn't matter who you're getting it from, who you love, or if you love yourself, because dang it, you are worth it. You are worth $10 <laughs> and a piece of chocolate, my friend. So <laughs> I love you, I know. Lessons in love and friendship. Highly recommend it from our friends at DK. Thank you again for that. And in this weekly roundup, 
I also want to point out that we have a new go 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 giveaway. That's right, Dr. Corey Helton. Tell us what the good people at home can win from Utini. Uh, giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we have a, a really cool giveaway that we are running uh, running soon here. Um, it is called the We Art All the Republic. This one's really cool. Wes, why don't you throw up that, uh, that the artwork we have there. All we Art Are All the Republic. Now, I cannot take any credit for this because this was all our community team did an incredible job with this. Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to score that collector's edition of uh, Light of the Jedi that you're looking at there, we were able to to land that thing. It was uh, we had to like be there ready to hit the button right when they <laughs> right when they sold it, and uh, just like we did with the Thrawn giveaway, we are doing another giveaway with the uh, Light of the Jedi book. But this book was cheaper, which means that we can throw in some extra stuff. Yay! So we are also we are also throwing in uh, our uh, our. Uh, um, Oh, what's it called? The Light uh, of the Jedi homage shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to think. What's the disaster? The Great Disaster shirt. Great I think, disaster I think shirt. that's what it's there called. It yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the date of the Great Disaster there. Yep. So, um, cool little package thrown together. You also get those. Uh, we are all the Republic socks, which are pretty cool. That awesome. that uh, Lucasfilm did. And uh, let's t let me tell you about the uh, about the competition. This is an art competition. So we want to we want to put your artistic ability to the test for a chance to win this collector's edition, um, plus that that T shirt. So what you need to do is reply with your your fan art. Uh, something related to um, the High Republic Jedi, like your favorite High Republic Jedi. Draw something related to um, the High Republic, right? And use the use the hashtag we are we art all the Republic on uh, on Twitter and send that to us. We're gonna run this from. Uh, we're going to take entries from the 25th of January to the 4th of February. And uh, the top three posts that get the most likes, we're going to share them and stuff. Um, those are going to make it to the final voting round. And we're going to do public voting uh, for um, a day on the 5th. All right? So then we'll announce the winner, and uh, you will get uh, this cool package. It's going to be really cool. Limited to U.S. only. Unfortunately, uh, we had to spend a small fortune and ship it recently. And we're like, well, I don't think we can afford yeah. to do that Which ever we again. Love you. So. We love our international listeners. <laughs> yes, we love, we love you our so international, much. But we're, we're so sorry. It's so expensive to ship. I know. I don't know how you buy anything from America. That's literally the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, check it out. Um, you know, now if if you are international and you do just happen to completely dominate this competition, yeah, maybe we can make an exception. I don't know. We'll Throw chat. it in there. We'll chat. We'll chat. We'll for chat sure. about don't, it. Yeah. Don't, let, don't let that hold you back. Yeah. So. Um, and, 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 and to be clear, there's going to be like the Thrawn. I believe, I believe this is right, which I think is the way I like to approach all things in life. <laughs> I believe this is correct. Um, the we'll be tweeting out on the official Utini account uh, the the contest tweet, and then all the replies to that will be in replying to that tweet. So if you want to just vote, if you're not maybe as artistically gifted like myself, I don't draw a lot, but I love looking at fan art. Uh, you can see it all in there. You can hit your likes, leave comments. You know, commenting about people's art also makes them feel great. So if you see it, something right. you really like in this contest, that will be really fun. So make sure you're following Utini underscore US. you got to be following to qualify. Respond with your art projects. And, oh, my God, I cannot wait. Last reminder, at Utini underscore US, not Living Force Pod, although you can follow us there. Speaking of which, this isn't in the outline. Our Twitter account for Living Force just hit 1,000 followers this week. So thank 1, you. 1,000 followers. <laughs> That's <laughs> I love that. Amazing. <laughs> I will always love that. Oh, uh, so, yes, head over to our Twitter account. Submit your art. We cannot wait. Uh, speaking of the High Republic, Charles, we got more book reviews. 
We always have more book reviews. You guys have been putting these up on the site so much since Light of the Jedi dropped. And so again, we're going to highlight some Light of the Jedi reviews here before we roll into our three-part roundtable. So I'm going to take the first one from Kyle C., who gave Light of the Jedi five stars. And he said, fantastic book, best Star Wars book I have read so far. I think Eric said something similar. What a great way to launch the new era during the High Republic. Charles Soule did an amazing job introducing new characters and plot lines. Easy read for Star Wars fans and for those who have never read a Star Wars book before. Can't wait for more High Republic literature. We are all the Republic. Um, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I love that he said it's great for people who have never read a Star Wars book before. Probably not many of us, not many of you listening here tonight, but... uh, great one to recommend for a friend, right? This is a great jumping on point. Um, So let's... I I actually recommended Light of the Jedi this week to somebody that read their first Star Wars book. Did Uh, you? They had had gotten on our website and read um, Lost Stars. And they're like, where do I go next? And I said, well, you got the foundational five, but also if you want to keep up to the current events, Light of the Jedi is actually a great entry point. Like, I think we should probably consider... Maybe looking at editing it to our lineup somewhere because yeah. Yeah. it's it's yeah, it is agree, very actually. easy to dive into this entire new era for the first time, and you also get that huge added benefit of being able to participate with the community like right now, which is awesome. God, imagine your first two Star Wars books being Lost Stars and Light of the Jedi, <laughs> and being like, they're all like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm anyway, gonna, I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in hot and slam him with I Jedi after this. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, Corey, you just earned yourself the second review, my friend, from Tyler. <laughs> this review is also for Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. This one's from Tyler R., who also gave it five stars. He said, new Jedi for a new era. I am amazed that we are 40-plus years in the Star Wars universe and we can still get something this original in regards to how Jedi are portrayed. You can feel the power of the Jedi throughout this book. I was also pleasantly surprised that while there is a large cast of characters, we never go too long without checking in with each of the main plots. This was an amazing story with amazing characters doing something we've never seen before. Can't wait for the next novel to continue the journey these characters have started. Excellent review. Five stars. Yeah. All right, and uh, Wes, why don't you back clean up for us with David W. Okay, just as a disclaimer, these were all five stars, and these were all Light of the Jedi reviews. <laughs> so, this is David W., Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. Excellent beginning to a new era in Star Wars storytelling. Wow, amazing book. The new characters were great, the new villains were strong and crazy, and the plot moved relentlessly. I am very excited to see where the story goes from here. Highly recommended. Um, I mean, highly recommended is 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 uh, putting it lightly, I guess, because yeah. <laughs> this is a a definite book that needs to be picked up. And like uh, and like Kyle C. had said, it's it, the book is very easy to read and it flows so easily to where I mean, you go you like um, uh, what Spicer had said in the in the chat. I mean, once you pick it up, it's very hard to put down. Very, yeah. very hard to put down. Like yeah. if you if you get over caffeinated one afternoon, then you might <laughs> put you might put down a good hundred and fifty pages if, without even knowing it. <laughs> That's right. And I, and I also want to point out uh, two quick things in in preview of our roundtable next week. Uh, number one, I think that uh, we talked a lot about the book. We also haven't talked a ton yet about the audio book by Mark Thompson which is maybe one of the best audio productions they've done so far. Uh, so if you're having trouble finding the book at this moment, because the second thing is that it remained number four on the New York Times bestseller list of all fiction books in the 
at all, which is crazy. Um, it's selling out a lot of places physically, so if you want to, make sure you get that Audible credit. Get the audiobook, because oh my, oh my everything. Oh my stars, oh my Lanta. Uh, they have outdone <laughs> themselves uh, with this audiobook. Yeah. So plenty yeah. of ways to catch up before our roundtable next week. Uh, we are back here today to, to have just an honest conversation, and I know that that's literally what we do every week. It's a podcast. Welcome to it. But uh, last, last year, we had a talk about the state of the fandom, and that conversation went into a lot of different directions about the best part of Star Wars right now, some parts of the community that are tougher than others, and we just thought it was about time to have a nice sit-down conversation as we start 2021 to really discuss how we can go forward to have, honestly, the best year possible as a Star Wars community, because there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of things that could take away from that joy, take away from the Utini code uh, that we end every single episode with. So, fellas, I just want to start out by asking y'all, um, how, how is Star Wars doing right now? Let's just start a blanket statement. How do you feel about the community of Star Wars? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think it's in an okay place, all things considered. I mean... I think uh, I think everybody, even even fans of the sequel trilogy, like diehard fans of the sequel trilogy, I think we're all kind of glad to have a sequel trilogy behind us in a lot of ways. I mean, I think that uh, you know that really opens the creative door for for the creators to do really cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I'm quite frankly, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about all the controversy regarding the sequel trilogy. <laughs> we all loved it. We we had mixed feelings about the Rise of Skywalker. Um, we have all come to love that film i believe um yeah. did i talk about did i talk about watching it over christmas on this show you did yeah, but you, you did. can summarize it if you like yeah 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 <laughs> so um i think i of the four of us i think i may have disliked the rise of skywalker the most um and uh, i really had trouble getting back into it after seeing that film just because of our conversation we had this three-hour conversation about it was awesome um and there was a lot to love but like it still left kind of a bad taste in my mouth and um, I had a long conversation with my therapist wife, by the way, about the rise of Skywalker recently, and uh, she told me that I needed to consider. I need to consider. This is such a coping mechanism. This is ridiculous. She told me I needed to consider watching it with with canon eyes. In that, you know, you forget about the meta, you forget about the acting, which is hard for us to do because we're so in this culture. Forget about everything. Forget about the fact that Rays of Palpatine that makes you unhappy. Forget about all those small details and just be like, this is. This is what happens. This is the way the timeline goes. This is canon Star Wars, um, and I I did that, and it took a, it took a little bit of effort, like in times when I was watching, it, and I had to stop and remind myself, nope, I don't have any problem with this. I'm not thinking about any acting, no no directors, no nothing. I'm just thinking about this is canon Star Wars, and that intentional view of accepting it as canon was such a huge relief like Mm -hmm. it was just Mm -hmm. like it it totally changed my perspective and we talk a lot about like trying new things and and enjoying creative projects from new perspectives but i've never done it so intentionally with a film before Mm -hmm. and it it changed my view entirely i really enjoyed the film it was it was fun to watch and it fits nicely in with the other two and you know it's a long-winded way to say that um the sequel trilogy it started and it finished and i think most people are pretty glad to have that behind them, and you know I think we still we still have a lot of unfortunate drama and unfortunate toxic mm-hmm. folks in this fandom. The fandom menace is a horrible, horrible. I mean, if you call it an organization, a group of of people who are just really hateful and it sucks. And mm-hmm. I imagine that those people are also hateful in lots of other places in their lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to see the creators, 
you know, be so bashed the way they are. But I think in general, I think the state of the fandom is in a better place than it was a year ago. I think I can confidently sure. say that. What do you guys yeah. think? So, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that to bring the sequels up, darkness rises in the light to meet it. And it, it's always Ooh. been that way. Star Wars has always had good and bad. This is not a new thing. Ooh, but excellent. I, th- I think that quote. Thank you. I think the further <laughs> you know, right we move there. along, <laughs> the further we move along, the more entrenched and the more of a voice both of those sides get. And, and so it seems like there's more of a clash. It seems like there are more big things going on. But really, this, this has always been going on. It's just that whispers in people's basements have now become shouts on social media. And, yeah. you know, what's important is not to say, you know, is there more negativity going on? Is it is it harsher? It's to look at how we respond to it because that's it's always going to be there, but yeah. we can only control totally. how we respond to it. Yeah, right. and, and I think that um, that's a great point. I want to – the chat you guys, I was already having some really great conversations, which I really love. I want to bring up something Jedi Murphy said. He said, valid criticism and completely dumping on something are different, aren't they? And I, th- and I think absolutely. I think that's where a lot of this comes from because Corey – I, lo- I love the fact that you got to you know rewatch Rise of Skywalker and have this kind of new experience, and I think a lot of people have as well. Um, and at the same time, I think there are some people that whether it's Rise of Skywalker, whether it's Last Jedi, whether it's Tech of the Clones, whatever it may be, whether it's Mandalorian, right? You may watch a Star Wars project and never and never click with it, and you know what? That is so okay. It might happen with the book, yeah. it might happen with the movie, it might happen with the TV show, and I think. What we've always strived to build here at Utini and why we made the fan code the way it is and why um, I, I frankly think we're very proud of our community, of our Discord community of over 800 people at this point yeah, um, is because you can always have disagreements on whether you like something or not, whether you felt that certain story beats made sense. But as long as it's all based in respect, I think you're allowed to go forward because, come on, we all started as kids around the table who were saying – Oh, I like Luke's blue lightsaber. I think it's a green lightsaber. I like it better. Like, it starts yeah. there. But as long as you have the respect with the person you're talking to, I think that builds the foundation. And that's kind of, I think, what, what we've really seen as the division on, on the internet nowadays. Like you said, Charles, the, the whispers in the basement are now being whispered into the keyboard that yell onto the internet. And mm. we say at the end of every episode, or sorry, Sage says at the end of every episode yeah. we recorded <laughs> our outro, um, there is... Um, there is no division. There is unity. Yeah. And I think that phrase is especially important nowadays because it's not so much like, oh, if someone is being is harassing authors or hosts like of the higher public show happened this week really effectively of other Star Wars people. If they're harassing people, that doesn't mean that you have to be like, oh, well, this person's my friend and you're going to be harassing them and I'll still follow you because we're buddies. No, it just means that if you're being respectful to someone and they're being respectful to you then you can always unite around Star Wars. You can always be yeah. like, this is my favorite movie. This is my favorite movie. And I think that's the key that I'm I'm really proud that a lot of people around here really live their lives by. And when you see people that would rather would rather live in that hate, in that dark, like you said, Charles, then that's kind of where it becomes a much harder world and a much harder fandom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally. Wes, um, what were you going to yeah, say earlier you about... Uh, I cut you off. Oh, okay, so... Um... The Mandalorian has brought in a lot of more people and probably some people that we have lost in the Star Wars community. That's over a really good point. It's a really mm-hmm. good point. Um, so you're gonna have you're gonna have more of an audience, and there's gonna be a fraction that do not like certain things that they see 
either in the Mandalorian or something that they watched on Disney Plus because they bought Disney Plus just for the Mandalorian and they started mm-hmm. getting back into the sequels and they start voicing their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Mandalorian itself has has really made Star Wars as big as it could be um, right. right now in 2021. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just the main point is that the more the more people that we get in here, there's a smaller fraction. There's going to be more people that are going to be they're going to be negative towards it. And we need to we need to navigate that correctly and not actually um, go after these people and make yeah. a big deal over what they're saying because it's it's probably not valid to begin with. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's also a really great point because the the if you look at just the numbers, right, the baseline numbers of the people who bought number one New York Times bestseller Light of the Jedi. Uh, the people who bought the first issue of the High Republic that has sold out now three printings. The people that watched The Mandalorian, which which out watched the newest Pixar movie over the Christmas holiday. Like the amount of people that are actually watching and consuming these things is so vast. It's so vast, and I know that the angry voices that are online that are doing horrendous things, like like uh, like throwing out racial things and sexist things at people, which is in disgusting ways. They get, it feels like it's overwhelming and there's so many of them, but compared to the people that are loving things and are really just having a great time and are talking to each other with love, it's so much smaller. Um, And Corey, forgive this segue. Didn't we have a person we talked to very recently bring up this exact point? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had the, um, We've been we've been waiting to announce this on on the show because you know there's always the chance that these things don't happen so we don't want to we don't want to jump the gun a little bit but we had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Kevin Scott again, uh, who is one of our our absolute favorite people I think in in the fandom um, one of our favorite creators he's a really really talented creator he also has a really great voice I mean he was the winner of our. Uh, um, social, social butterfly award yeah for the Utinis this year and he made a big post about it on his blog and was really honored by that and we had the pleasure of interviewing. Um, interviewing him over the weekend, and we weren't even talking about about this whole like like he had no idea that we were about to have a show about positivity uh, and like the state of the fandom. It's just this just totally came up naturally in the conversation, and uh, we we uh, he had some really awesome points that I think will transition us into the rest of this conversation really really well. Um, and rather than us trying to, to speak his words for him, I'd rather just let you guys hear a bit of the interview, um, and the rest will be uh, released in in a bonus audio only. Um, part, but uh, we do have a bit of that uh, that interview here for you guys to listen to. So, Wes, if you want to drop that really quick, uh, we'll listen to it together. Social media, let's face it, is a thing, and um, mm. it can be really hard, um, mm. but it can also be really rewarding. And I, I try and make it as rewarding as possible. Um, and yeah, and it can be absolutely great. And I think the more we can be positive out there, because let's face it, there is a tiny little bit of negativity, um, and I think. <laughs> I think um, it's our, all of our duties to try and wash that out with the positivity. Of our, and, and I think we get so wound up in the drama of all that stuff that goes on um, that we forget that it's a tiny part of Star Wars fandom. Yep. Tiny part. Social media is a tiny part of Star Wars fandom, you know, and, and most Star Wars fans will never even go onto Twitter and talk about Star Wars, but they're still Star Wars fans and they're still buying the books and they're still watching the films and they're still getting the toys. Um, and I think we can become so wrapped up in those moments where Twitter burns um, that we think that takes over everything. And, and it, as I say, it's, it's a small part of it. Um, but I hope that my corner of it is as positive as possible. Um, and I say, I don't always get it right by any means. But um, so, yeah, that, you know, the award meant a lot, actually, because I do try and I, I do 
I do try my best to talk to people whether they like me or not, um, <laughs> you know, and that, that doesn't always work. But, you know, um, my theory is, you know, everyone, we're all Star Wars fans, you know, no matter where our background and, and, and what, our, what we love and what we don't love. And they're all, there's always elements of Star Wars that we don't love um, for all of us. And I think as long as we can talk about that without calling each other names or, or trying to make a point or just going in for a fight. Um, that's what that's what we all do when we sit around with our friends in pubs and bars and clubs and cons yeah. and, and talking about Star Wars. There's that moment when you say, oh, I remember reading this comic and the other person goes, well, that, well, that was rubbish. But, you know, <laughs> that's what being a fan is that. You have those arguments. You have those, you know, I will die on the Jackson Hill. Right. There are other people who will quite happily blow the hill up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's what being a fan is about, I think. But what happens on online, it becomes such, the, the intensity of it takes over everything. And, and it's so difficult to see, you know, the, the loves behind all of that fire as well um and so yeah so i just try my best to try and diffuse it as much as possible um and make everyone as welcome as i can um so yeah it's it's a it's its own little thing yeah that was a um i I, I have watched (laughs) i have watched that clip like four times just on my own since i clipped it out because like he he really does capture it perfectly and like the chat in our our chat right now in 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 twitch is is like is talking exactly what we're talking about and like Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I want to do next. I guess is let's, let's have a conversation about. Oh, I haven't oh. had it muted. There looks like there was an issue there. Sorry, y'all. Um, yeah. So uh, I've listened to that. I've listened to that um, that clip from Kevin like four times uh, since we we did that little recording, and he yeah. nails it perfectly. Um, and the way he talks about social media is is you lose a little bit of of the intention, I think, behind arguments when they happen online, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's like when you're when you're sitting around, like the four of us can sit around on a podcast and debate about whether or not we are okay with with Ray being a Palpatine. And it's an okay conversation because you can hear the nuance and you can hear mm-hmm. the um and you can hear the uh the disagreement, even though it's out of love and that sort of thing. Um and you lose that a lot online. So, you know, I think this is a good transition to sort of talk about what's happening in, in our chat right now on, on Twitch is like how do you actually how do you how do you handle criticism? Like, what is it? How how are you supposed to do it? Right? Because we we talk about positivity a lot on this show, and like, yeah. you know, it's but it's it's not as really it's not as simple as just saying, hey, you need to be positive. You need to no, only no, no. say good things. It's way more complex than that, right? And that's I don't think that's what we mean mean when we're saying to to be positive. And Cheryl brought it up in the chat that she doesn't like to what she say she doesn't like to be told to shut up because positivity. Like, yes, that's yeah, absolutely exactly. true. So maybe this is a good transition to kind of discuss like. Like, where does this toxicity come up most commonly and kind of how, how, what kind of criticism is okay? Like, how mm-hmm. are you supposed to have criticism in it in an acceptable fashion? I, 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 I want to, I want to make a blanket statement, um, cause, cause I love those. Uh, but I, I and then kind of go off of it. I think at the end of the day, we're not even so much based in positivity as we're based in respect. Because I think that as long as you are respectful towards people, then your discussion of fiction can expand because I I think it's really really easy to forget, and I do I blame the internet and I blame the kids uh, for this. I do think it's easy to forget that real people make these stories, that real people edited these movies, that real people wrote these, that real like you know, right. and 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 even beyond creators, there's a real people. There there is a real people. He said. Um, behind every, (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, behind most Twitter accounts, um, behind a, 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 a message online, behind an idea, and I think that a lot of the people that are that are doing these these things, like you mentioned the the, the Phantom Menace and all that crap earlier, they have this joy of of crushing these ideas and these people, you know, um, and they. I think that we almost forget what it does to a person. That if you love somebody and have someone destroy who you are about it, is the problem. You know, if you're if you can talk about I don't like this plot point, I don't like this I don't like this thing. It hurt me because I wanted this thing to happen and I didn't believe this plot point. That is something totally legit. But saying you are a bad person or you don't belong in Star Wars because of who or what you are, that's the line. Does that sound about right? I think that's that's pretty accurate, Charles. You, you put yeah. this you put this really nicely a couple times, and like, cause I think I think of the four of us, you're like, you're, you're the best listener, maybe, and and you're the best at sort of like stepping back and and helping us point in the right direction. I don't. Know, what are your thoughts on how do you how do you be positive without being how do you I, be negative without being a dick? <laughs> I guess what I'm there. To say. <laughs> so so to answer, I think that that's kind of what we have to discuss you're you're right and and actually i think that ross brought it up really well in our chat i like what he said here um social media which again is where so much of this negativity comes up is oftentimes passion without accountability that's what he said and, and i think that's important because probably it was a big misstep to to allow anonymity in in social media because it allows people to get away with saying things that you would never say face to face to someone in real life but how do you be mm-hmm. negative without uh being mean rude being the kind of person that we that we don't want in the fandom um mm-hmm. you do so by remembering this guys what's your favorite color everyone tell me what your favorite color is blue blue black Okay, well, I'm, West sucks. mine, mine, mine <laughs> is also West blue. Dumb. Um, and thank you for saying something different, Wester. This would not have worked. So you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong because, yeah, your, your answer wasn't blue. Like, and black's not even a color. <laughs> you didn't even answer the question it's, correctly. It's the absence of it's, color, it's, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the point is, I, I'm not going to yell at you for your opinion about your favorite color. No one does that. Right. Like, you're, you're a psychopath if you do that. But we think it's okay <laughs> when we do it with a more nuanced thing like oh you you wanted Raylo to happen or you didn't want Raylo to happen so you know you're wrong and just because it's more nuanced it doesn't mean that this isn't still an opinion and you're allowed to like what you like and I'm allowed to like what I yeah. like and we're allowed to disagree that's the beautiful part we're allowed to disagree yes. I'm just not going to sit here and tell you you know that you're wrong you're an idiot you need to stop posting about mm. these things stop using these hashtags etc cetera, etc cetera. I'm just going to tell you hey this is how I felt about it tell me how you felt about it that's all it is. Yeah. It's no pointing mm-hmm. fingers. It's just like it's it's speaking from a place of me, not pointing fingers at you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, in in terms of this, you just gotta kind of think, not think about how this other person um, affects you as much, right? Um, I just put yourself in that person's shoes. Is how kind of I I look mm-hmm. at all this because um, this person or this other person has has learned differently through their experiences than you have. So they may have a different perspective on something, but if they're being an outlandish jerk about it, then there's a problem right there, and you don't need to pursue the discussion or argument, if you will. Well, and I actually love that you brought that up, Wes, because I want to also talk about another part of this, which is when it goes wrong, right? Because the four of us are on social media to various extents, um, but we're also... 
we're pretty safe on social media based on who we are, right? We're four white right. dudes from the U.S., right? Right. Very easy to kind of float in the anonymity of Star Wars. Um, whereas right, like, are, like we, we might get some hate, but, like, still. It's, we'll it's just pretty like mild. Most. Yeah. Yes, right. So yeah. I, and I think there's another part of this community that's like, okay, I am in Star Wars, and I say I like Star Wars, and then because either I'm a Star Wars creative in a certain way or I'm from – I'm either a woman or a person of color or a queer person, and all of a sudden I'm getting death threats, right, um, which happened this past week. There's um, Christine Ariel, the host of the High Republic show. Um, Bria, a Star Wars writer today, also got it. Um, these women were getting death threats from Star Wars communities, right? So when, when it goes beyond the point of being able to ignore it, how do we keep ourselves safe and make sure that we can still – form a community that is excited about fiction while the reality is kind of being a little uglier. Yeah. I think that's, <clears throat> and I think we have probably talked about this issue as a company, like more than maybe any other issue ever mm-hmm. on at yeah. Utini is we frequently have the conversation internally that involve everybody. It's not just like me and Eric making the decisions or the four of us making the decisions. Like we have openly had conversations with, all kinds of people from all over the world and all walks of life, all kinds of stuff, right? About like, how do you respond when this horrible stuff is happening online, right? When, when these creators are getting these really racist, you know, DMs and they're calling her the N-word and all this crazy stuff. Like, how do you properly respond to that? Because like, it is such a balance because giving, giving those people the attention is also hugely detrimental but not showing support can also be hugely detrimental. It's such a tricky balance yeah. that can not. There's no yeah. right. There's no like right answer to this, guys. Like, mm-hmm. there's no right answer to like, like you have to balance your own mental health and what you can what you can deal with before it just drives you nuts every single day. And like, yeah, I mean, I think you have to speak out against it when the time is right. But also, yep. we have to balance like not giving those people the attention, and it's really really challenging, both from a company and an individual perspective. Yeah, I think Cheryl, yeah, Cheryl put it really nicely in our chat here just then about saying, um, you know, how do you respond? You speak out against hate and ignorance, and you do. And I think that that's one thing I've always been pretty proud of us uh, as a company as a whole. Like, we, <laughs> I don't think there's any question as far as our our uh, loyalty is a weird word, but as far as like when it comes to hate and it comes to harassment, Utini and Living Force from day one have always been very clear about our stance. We don't intend to change that, but I also agree that giving oxygen to hate is exactly what makes that fire into an inferno, right? And it's it's that balance of making sure that the people being attacked feel supported and also yeah. making sure that those hate that those people full of hate know that they are not then controlling the world we love. That that there yeah. are way more people of of all backgrounds, of all parts of Star Wars that are seeing characters that look like them. They are seeing characters that are exciting and are having new stories that are bringing light into this world. And that's so much more powerful than them. And I think that's honestly also part of why it's gotten louder lately, is that those yeah. communities realize, oh, Star Wars isn't dead. Oh, no, there's they haven't stopped putting people of color and, and queer people in Star Wars. That didn't that didn't end because I was angry. And they're 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 freaking out. You know, they're yeah. they're they're feeling their power slip away. Yeah, and I think right. that is I mean it's it's scary. It is online to see some of the stuff they're doing and some of the threats and some of the words. But it's also heartening to see the community really yeah. like say that's that's not how we're viewed. 
that's not right. our that's not who we are anymore and that's that's been a yeah. really nice thing to see yeah totally yeah now sorry go ahead charles i, I was just gonna say i think it's interesting to to try and i know it's incredibly difficult with a lot of the things that have been said um because the discourse can just get so so toxic but to try to put yourself in the shoes of the other person try to think where are they coming from from this like where is this mm -hmm. hatred coming from and of course it's going to be case by case but i think it it does come from uh how important star wars is to all of us it's incredible how how much it means to every fan i think no matter whether you just mm -hmm. watch the movies you read the books etc and i think when people have something that has meant so much to them like star wars when they see that it, it that it maybe isn't what they remember it like the nostalgia from their childhood they feel like attacked and they feel like mm -hmm. their their good memories or their good feelings about it have become invalidated and it's the exact wrong way to look at it you have to look at it as yeah, oh right. now more people get to have this feeling now yeah, more people get to look back and be a part of this experience and mm -hmm. and I don't know why people choose one way versus the other, but there's very clearly one healthier way to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if if you are if you are someone listening to this show and and you felt that way, if you felt that you know you 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 like the new Star Wars stuff, but you know maybe it's just not hitting you the same way, and maybe there's characters you can't quite identify with as much, uh, you know, and, and it's harder, which it totally is for some people. I think, like Wes and Charles, like you guys were saying about putting yourself in someone else's shoes, right? I really encourage you to go, if, if you're not on Twitter, go online for a second and see some of these these younger fans, whether younger fans of color or younger queer fans or especially a lot of younger women that, are, that have been seeing characters like Rey and, and Finn right. these past couple of years. Go in their shoes for a second and realize that that yeah. fire is, is brighter than it's been. You know, it, it was just as bright as it was for us right. when we were seven, watching Luke Skywalker, the blonde-haired yeah. white guy getting to be a hero. That's still happening. And then, I, honestly, I think that joy of these other communities and these other people can easily transfer through empathy. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like cool. seeing 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 all the all the kids like dressed up as like Ray and Finn and all this stuff at, at celebration is so awesome. Like so it just cool. warms it warms my heart because like yeah, you know, and you, you wouldn't go up to that that person and be like, well, Ray was super overpowerful. Like like kid, your your costume's dumb. Like you wouldn't do that because that's that's so messed up, right? Yeah. Maybe some people would, but yeah. still, still. But then why yeah, would Dan finds exactly. out, and yeah. then that person <laughs> is no longer on this earth. And his name <laughs> is John Cena. <laughs> now, something else, something else I wanted to bring up. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure I will be able to put it as eloquently as as you guys will. Is there is the there is the sort of opposite uh, the opposite side of the coin that is I think equally detrimental in a lot of ways is when you have. I think using Rise of Skywalker is, is a good example um, because the hate of that film has been really dragged out, like really, really dragged out. Like it's been we're over a year out now from the Rise of Skywalker and like like people are still regularly crapping on it all the freaking time to the point that like it is totally ruined that film for so many people. Like mm -hmm. and and I think we need to have a conversation about like. When when do jokes and memes cross the line, right? Because oh sure, yeah. Because I think you know, like um, another good example would be uh, my my quote unquote hate of I Jedi, right? Yeah, because sure, right. 
let, let's let's be real. That's a bit on this show, and yeah. is not like it's not like my actual opinion about the creator. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I joke that I hate Cornhorn and all this stuff, and he's not my favorite character and all this stuff. But like, I don't hate the book I Jedi. I don't hate like the creator. I don't hate Cornhorn, and I don't think that anybody that that loves that book because there is a there is a it's got a cult following. There are people that love I yeah, Jedi, and definitely. like. I don't think those people are wrong. I, I, like, if that's what you like, that's what you like. That's totally fine. That's a bit for this show. Like, I think we really need to clarify that because, like, <laughs> people have have started to to insinuate yeah. that I actually, you know, I hate the book and stuff, and that's not really cool. So, I think that's a I think that's a good point that we should we should ask is like, where do you draw the line with jokes and memes and stuff? Like, I mean, because it does it does reach a point in which that like, you're just taking away the joy from other people who do enjoy the creative works. Yeah. I think that's a really nice line to say, and I want to, Charles and Wes, I want to hear especially your guys' points. I, I want to highlight, I mean, our, our chat is having a really beautiful conversation, and I want to just kind of hit that again. Um, I've got a lot of people talking about the support of like the things that they had with their friends, with Ray, about seeing uh, about uh, Latin American people seeing Diego Luna, and Cheryl had a great point about this line, right, which says when it when it goes from stories and characters, and then the line is then about misogyny and racism. Then that's not a joke, right? Then it's like, right. then it becomes about, oh, this is about the people. This is about the, even the characters, either sexuality or gender or race. Then that's not funny. It becomes hiding hate behind comedy, and I think that's an interesting point. Um, but but let's. I think that's a, a very clear extreme, at least for us, yeah. and I think for most it is. Of people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I don't think you know. It almost goes without saying that, like. When it comes to racism and sexism and such blatant, obvious displays of bigotry and hate and evil, mm-hmm. quite frankly, yes. like th- it almost we haven't said it on this show, but it, it quite frankly goes without saying, honestly, like yeah. like, of course, that stuff is like a hard lying in the sand. No stance for that crap whatsoever. Right. And like when we, when we have like Justina Ireland facing all the criticism she was last week and people calling her the n-word via dm she posted all that yeah. stuff, this Which stuff goes is beyond unic- criticism yeah yeah that's that, just that's, 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 that is not what we're talking that is disgusting yeah, horrible nazi-like people that we're not even talking about that we're talking about the milder form right yeah. we're talking about like what people in our community who i think is very respectful in general um i think we're talking about how do we decide where to draw the line how do four of us as hosts decide where to draw the line when it comes to criticism of stuff because there's a right and a wrong way to do it. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off topic because that was a, a huge thing. What do we think? Where do we draw the line mm. with jokes and memes? Charles West, thoughts? Oh, my gosh. Go ahead, Wes. This, is, this one's tough. I mean, yeah, it's very tough because you can – some people find, just like people's views, some people find humor differently than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if something crosses the line and jokes and memes and it's within the community um, – I mean, I think a simple response is not funny, man. Just three, four words. Not funny, man. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the point will get across, but if it keeps happening, then there's need, there needs to be... I guess there needs to be some kind of interaction, but then you can't... You can't fuel that type of... That type of behavior yeah. from somebody. I mean, it, yeah, it's very thin line yeah. to cross whether they are... They're trying to be hateful, or they're just trying to be funny. Yeah. Um. I think a lot yeah. of people are trying to be funny, and then it offends other people just because, um, they don't see humor, or they don't see they're they're not seeing the the hurtful part of the humor that they're putting putting out for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. somebody should should uh, should tell them about that. Yeah. 
And I think that goes back to respect, like you're saying, Wes. Like if you're the joke right. teller and someone says that something that, that to you, then I think it's it's having that willingness to listen and to evolve. Like, oh, not my intention. Didn't know. Um, but also not then making that person feel bad for for being vulnerable enough to say, hey, that thing hurt me. That that thing is now ha- hampering my joy. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's yeah. just be- mm-hmm. a willingness to listen at the end of the day. What, do you, what are you going to say, Charles? I, I was just going to say, I feel like maybe this is something that we should have brought up a little bit earlier as well. We're all sitting here trying to have this conversation of of how to go about this, right? We, we don't want this to come off as preachy at all. No, and quite no, no. frankly, we've right. had a lot of internal discussions saying like, hey, did we handle that thing right? And there have been times when we right. haven't. There have been plenty of times when we have crossed the line here or there for whatever reason it is. So mm-hmm. I guess I, I just want to make that point and say that we're all going to fall short of this ideal and this goal that we're putting out yeah. there. But in, in striving for it, we're going to make the fandom a better place, I think, for everybody. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. you know, if you've done these things recently or whatever, we're not, we're not, I don't know what's the on-air equivalent of subtweeting you. It's not that kind of stuff. We're just saying <laughs> let's yeah, let's right. all try to be better, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. We're trying to have a discussion about like what it what it actually means to be to be positive. And what what yeah. are we what are we talking about when we're telling people to be positive, right? Well, I think right. at, at the end of the that. day, hilariously, the four of us, as you say, Charles, are all talking about this all the time. And I think in our own lives. I think we are using our Star Wars podcast to have a conversation about how do we be good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think be more em- day, more empathetic and and, yeah. and how do you yeah, how do you care for others? I think like, but you can't say you can't tell people to be more empathetic. You have to say be more positive because empathy is a complex emotion and like it's it's not something we can just you can just say to be. But that's what we're saying that you should do is try to be more empathetic. That's what we should do. Like yeah. you know, I, I've I've gone back and listened to our Rise of Skywalker conversation a couple of times, and I'm like, man, I, I shouldn't have said that thing the way that I said it. Like, and it's hard to. It's such a hard line to draw, but mm-hmm. I, I do say like we're well past the line when it comes to the rise of Skywalker now, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. stop, stop retweeting <laughs> how much it sucked, all right? Because it's it's time to let that go now. Let's move on. Like you're you're really just making yourself more unhappy and 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 hurting others around you when you do that. Like, just let it go, let it go. It's canon, all right? Like, think about <laughs> it as canon. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's a really good quote though to pull from there. Is like, at the end of the day. What we strive for, and I think that's a great way to say Charles, we strive for it. We don't always hit it. We won't always hit it. There's no possible way to hit the, as a human, right, all the time. I think we always strive to try to hold things accountable when they need to. When they cross the line, we hold things accountable that are hatred, right? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the nuance, what joy and happiness can I put in the world? Because I want to be happy, and I want other people to be happy. And if I do something that is hindering someone else's happiness – how can I listen and learn in order to not do that in the future? And I think I see that happen in our Discord, honestly, all the time. Yeah. I see people bring up opinions and someone either say, no, I disagree, or better yet, eh, not what I got. Why did you like it so much? And then that's the conversation to have of like, even if you never meet someone else's joy, even if you never meet someone else in the same plane, if you're having a human-to-human interaction and you base it in empathy and respect – you're always going to come out feeling better than you went in. And I think that's the goal of not only Star Wars fans, but of everyone having a conversation. Yeah, about anything. People. This, this is We're talking about... This is now this a is, podcast about the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. man that, that, it was really telling talking to Kevin to circle it all the way back around. It was really telling to to talk to, to, yeah. talk to Kevin about like seeing how it affects the creators because like... 
uh man it, it was clear hearing him say the stuff that he said about social media that like like he was really trying to be respectful about it mm -hmm. and and it's like but it's clear that it has really affected him and it's it's clear yeah. that it's really affected all the creators and mm -hmm. i can't imagine what it's like to to receive that type of backlash literally all the time every single time you log into twitter to mm -hmm. you know to to send out some positive message that your dms are just flooded with this horrible stuff i can't imagine what that's like and that's horrible so you know it does it's all a spectrum just because you're not being super toxic and horrible and racist online doesn't mean that Maybe you could be better. And that's all we're saying. Yeah. Maybe we could all be better, us included. Yeah, and I think as we and I want to hear you guys' thoughts as we're as we're wrapping up our hour conversation here about twenty twenty one. I do want to kind of acknowledge a couple things that are coming up, right? Where this is gonna be this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be a hard time coming up, um, because of some of the people we talked about earlier. This week, I'm very excited because the High Republic show is debuting on YouTube. It is being hosted by Christina Ariel who had to get verified last week because of racist hate speech and sexism. So that will rear its head again. And I think acknowledging everything we've said, there's no question that we don't stand with any of that. And I think anyone, if you witness it, again, report on Twitter. You can report tweets. Get those people silenced. Take away the platform. Focus on the great work. Same thing with Justina Ireland has Out of the Shadows coming out this summer which is not only going to be a really sweet YA book, it's going to have multiple women of color in it. They're going to be main yeah. characters. So these same people are going to be talking about things like tokenism and all this crap. Same thing. You yeah. be, be protective of yourselves. Be protective of those that may need it a little more. Use those report functions when you see it. Block. Mute. Take away their voice and rain down the praise on Christina and Justina as they deserve for their work. And on that, Absolutely. on that, I want to take that and ask you guys, as we go into 2021, we're already here. As we go into the next 11 months of 2021, yes. and we think about the Utini fan code about putting in joy, and we talk about bringing in this unity and greatness. What are some things that, other than reporting and blocking the hate, because we can do that, that is, that is less active, I think. What is a thing that excites us that we can do this year to really bring the the joy of this new creation of this whole new universe that we're going to talk about starting next week for three weeks? Um, how can we bring that energy more into the year than we did in 2020? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I think I think just looking forward to all the incredible flipping content that's coming down the pipeline is an easy way because like I don't have I have no sense of dread whatsoever to what's coming out like at all mm -hmm. like it's like i had a i had a, a a solemn feeling going into the rise of skywalker like mm -hmm. do you guys remember that long post that i put in discord about like hey the movie's coming out tomorrow like let's try to keep it all clean yeah. and all this stuff like like i don't mm -hmm. feel like that at all about the future no like, we're i have in a race car baby but, <laughs> yes holy crap all the books that are coming down the pipeline look incredible all the high republic stuff is nuts all the films and and tv shows it all sounds Awesome. I'm so excited. And I think that's what you got to focus on. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> there it is. Although you a, know villain, what I a think villain did a, say that. So, you know. You know what I think would be a great idea? I'm just spitballing here. Good. Is to get, like, just to get all of us or to get the team, one person, and show their reaction to something new that they've seen. Like when the new projects come out. Oh, yeah. Just, like, have, like, you know, have a, a short 30-second video of what they've just seen. They're like, oh, my God. Can you believe what I just saw? Like yeah. the 
the new show on this and then the mandalorian season three is out now and look at that boba fett show and all this but something that gets everybody excited just that they're like oh yeah i remember that i can get excited about stuff like that too that's fun yeah totally that's a lot of fun charles yeah. what do you think I don't have a I don't have a specific, but I I kind of want to go back to something. Charles, I gave you one question. I know, I know, and, <laughs> and per usual, you know, I I give the questions. I'm the roundtable guy. Um, <laughs> Next week, man. No, but I, I want to get back to something I said in one of our first, um, one of our very first shows. When you're wow. in the fandom, just strive to make it feel like anyone coming into it is gonna say, "Chewy, we're home." That that's oh, yeah. the feeling that you want. Yeah. Beautiful. You want to feel like whether yeah. you're on Twitter, whether you're in our chat during one of our live shows, or whether you're actually sitting with a group of friends, you want to get back to that feeling that Kevin was referencing in that clip earlier. That you are sitting at the bar or you know at a con with some of your closest friends, and you're just chatting about the thing that you love. That's why we all watch Star Wars. That's why we all consider ourselves part of this fandom, and. Uh, we can do better moving forward and we can all feel like we're home. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely, uh, I love that. And I'm going to, I'm going to end mine with a, with a trick when a little, a little piece of advice that I'm going to, I'm going to see if the we can do trick. this year. It's, <laughs> of course. It is a little bit of magic. It's going to be tricking the algorithm. And what I mean Wizard. by that is, is every single social media platform, whether it be YouTube, Twitter, anywhere you can find Utini, frankly, um, underscore us at living force pod. Anywhere you can find anything is is built to keep you on that site. That is the there are people making millions of dollars a year, billions of ad revenue to keep you on a platform for the longest they can. And 2020 was a really hard year. And I think a lot of these platforms did all they could to throw as much rage and awful stuff at us as they could. Yeah. And and yeah. And, and they succeeded. I mean, there it was a really hard year and I don't want to take away from honestly my my own pain anyone else's pain of 2020 it was very hard and we're all here right but i think in 2021 there's a possibility of us looking at the 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 silicon valley folk and being like all right i'm going to take your algorithm you have made to put as much stuff that makes me sad and angry in front of me and i'm going to deplatform all that stuff and tr- i'm going to make my timeline into something that makes me stoked I'm muting those people that get angry at me. I'm blocking those people that are harassing. I'm not clicking on those YouTube videos that get linked. I am going to interact with people that bring me joy. I'm going to interact with those communities maybe I haven't talked to before that are that are bringing different points of love than I've known before. And I'm going to flip my online algorithm to bring me things that make me excited and that make Star Wars the place of love that it should be. So let's see if we can be smarter than the than all the heads of of these tech companies that are trying to keep us on their sites with anger, because we're just going to yell about Light of the Jedi for twelve months straight. Um, so that's my goal for this year, and it's going to start. He did a segue. It's going to start next week uh, when we start our three week roundtable love fest about Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. I'm so excited, Charles. Could you do me a favor and remind the good people? How long your outline is for the next three weeks? Uh, yes, that would be 13 pages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, but that's double spaced, right? 
Uh, no, that is single space. It is bullet points. Oh, my God. It is bullet points. Uh, we're going to see. Uh, three. This is the first time we've ever done a three-parter, I think. It's probably not the first time we could have done one, but this one was just really special. <laughs> Whole new era, all new characters, all new plot, all new villains, all new everything. It, we got to do three weeks. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to see you. Again, three weeks of that, and then our 100th celebration episode I want to take a moment before we get out of here to thank everyone that, that's been in this chat this whole time that has had, honestly, the epitome of this conversation within the chat that has had points uh, that are varied, that has had points that are still respectful, and that have talked with, with a level of decency and understanding that I hope we can all bring into this year. Uh, I'm glad we had this talk. I'm glad we had this chat, and this chat will continue for years. It absolutely will. But I couldn't be more stoked to springboard off of this next week into a book that has basically defined the excitement of star wars for the next year guys before we get out any any final thoughts about either any of these things uh, about the next week the next year about our hundredth episode anything in your head you want to tell the fine folks i mean this is it's not easy it's not easy to be a star wars fan like like uh if i had a dollar for all the times Someone that I've just met has said, what do you think about The Last Jedi? Or what do you think about The Rise of Skywalker? Or, that happened to me in a subway, the, like, two years Phantom ago. Menace. <laughs> I know, it's the worst, man. It's like, there's not a, like, the right answer to that question, by the way, guys, is, is like, there's always something to like about Star Wars, right? Like, and that, right. I think that, I think that, that choice yeah. that you make is like, yeah, I liked it, but I didn't like these things. That's not the right answer. The right answer is, I liked this thing, and, like, let's focus on that, and... Let's try to find the thing that we like the most about the Star Wars film that we hate the most, right? And yeah. it's hard. Or just it's say, hard I haven't seen Wars it. Fan. I don't know. Haven't yeah. seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen just him. Just lie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like covering up your shirt because you're obviously wearing a Millennium Falcon shirt. <laughs> right. Right. No, I don't right. know. <laughs> I got drunk and got a tattoo. I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's hard, guys. I'm glad that we have a community we can share this with. Yeah. Like, seek, seek to bring new people into the community. Like... It's fun, man. I, I'm glad that we're here doing this thing, but it's hard. It, there are lots of days where we wake up and see this awful crap that's hitting online, and like, mm-hmm. what do we say? How do we be supportive? Like, it's it's hard. It's hard, guys. There's there's mm-hmm. it's it's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> when you when you're passionate about something this much, it can't be easy, right? So yeah. you know, try to be the best person you can be, and I think it's all I think it's all uh, we can all strive for, right? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, God, another chat turning around saying that. Uh, sharing their favorite parts of iJedi now in our chat. I'll tell you what, if you ever have a bad day, pick a Discord channel, jump in, say, hey, I love blank, who else does? Wait five minutes. Uh, you're going to have a love fest. Get that boost of serotonin because there are 800 people loving the same thing you love. And I can yeah. I can freely answer that too. What's my favorite part of iJedi? Yeah, all, all, of, all of the X-Wing stuff that's in iJedi is phenomenal. Like, it's very, very good. It's Stack at the pull, same... Man. Yeah, Stackpole is a good writer when it comes to all the fighter pilot stuff. It's just as good as all of the X-Wing books fighting mm-hmm. stuff is. It's fantastic. Like, all the stuff involving fighter pilots is phenomenal from Stackpole. You know, he's just a little cringy. That's all. That's all <laughs> it is. Like, you know, Cornhorn is a little bit full of himself. That's the only problem, yeah. right? <laughs> and come on, who doesn't love a, and, and who doesn't love Babu Frick? Right? Mm. Especially Emma, who I don't know if she bought that on our team, who bought maybe that 10-inch Pop Funko? I don't know. We'll find out. Corey West, any final thought? Or Charles West, Corey? Never mind. I love you. 
Charles West, any last thoughts for the good people? I'm just excited that there's more people getting into Star Wars. Yeah, like man. My, um, my group of friends does not watch Star Wars, has made fun of me about watching Star Wars, being part of a Star Wars community. And then come six months later, they're talking to me about Clone Wars. They're talking to me about Rebels. They say, <laughs> hey, yes! man, I binged all of Clone Wars the other day. I binged all of Rebels. And his wife is like, yeah, he was in his room for 24 hours straight watching cartoons. I was like, it is not just cartoons. <laughs> I'm sorry. You mean animation? Yeah. <laughs> it's so validating, isn't it, Wes? It's so yeah, validating. It really is. It really is. And the Mandalorians even is just made it ex- exponentially better. So that's what I'm super excited about. Oh just my more gosh. people getting involved. I know. Uh, Meg on the team being like, my dad just messaged me and said, I just watched all the Mandalorian. It's fantastic. Or that was you oh, too. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. My, that was you. Oh, yeah. I'll, sh- I'll share that with the general public. Um, my, my dad, my whole life hasn't liked Star Wars and it hasn't been a huge thing, but he just never did. And then this week, because my, my mom and I watched all the movies together. We watched all the new ones. She said, hey, let's try it. And he texted me. And he said, finish Mandalorian season two. Man, Luke, that boy can whip some ass. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it was, I got very emotional. I put us in our Slack because my, my dad now loved the thing. And, that, and, that, and Mandalorian is what got him in. Didn't like a single movie. Not a single book. Yes. Not a single TV show. And then my mom is like, should he watch Clone Wars? And I'm like, I... I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna temper my expectations. Um, but it is there's there are new people loving it every day. You're so right, Wes. Charles, what's uh, what's just making you what, what's lighting your fire? I, I think that's a just, personal question. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's Obi Wan. I know. I, I'm gonna sidestep that question, and, I, and I'm just gonna say uh, thank you to everyone who was in the chat tonight. Everyone who's listening yeah. to this later, you know, the podcast for listening to this conversation and not just listening to this conversation, but being a part of the conversation and figuring out, you know, how we're going to do all this together. Um, There are more of us. We are all the Republic, all those good things. And I'm really looking forward to what comes ahead. Yeah, that is, that's a really beautiful way to end. The last few big lines of Star Wars have been, there are more of us and we are all the Republic. Star Wars Mm. going forward is about a unified community. And if you don't support every kind of person in that community, then you're missing the point, guys. Everyone is part of Star Wars. We are all the Republic. We will talk about that next week on our Light of the Jedi Roundtable. But that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you already support us on Patreon, head over to our Discord. Join the Aftermath After Show channel. We will hang out for a little bit with you. A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support of Utini and all the things we do. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson, at DocStarWarsMD, at C. Hankel, and at Boss West. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, you producer and community manager. Thanks to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me. Thanks to all of you in the chat for this incredible discussion. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. 
That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.